as the world outside seems to be getting darker, colder and more oppressive with each day. It is more important than ever to connect to the truth of who you are, the light within, so that you can shine that through you, from you, out to those around you. Midday mindfulness is being created specifically to deliver you all the information that you will ever require in order to inspire and empower yourself to become the source of your own inspiration and with it your own liberation. In this weekly podcast, Kane Stromberg and all of his amazing guests bring to you the very secrets to reality, how to go about actually becoming an energy master and with it mastering life itself. Consciousness expansion is the name of my game and so you will know my name is Kane. Welcome to Midday Mindfulness. In this weekly podcast, we share with you the very secrets to reality and how to go about actually creating the life of your dreams in all ways. Only through the upliftment and liberation of yourself can you then deliver this information to everybody else so that together, now, we can create a world of true equality. For all. I welcome you to the family, to the tribe, to the club and look forward to connecting with you on a deeper level very soon. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Midday Mindfulness, the spiritual podcast. Today it is my absolute honour and privilege to have Stevie G join us to talk all about the spiritual journey, the awareness and more often the beneficial to have a compromise in every single situation, a compromise with the ego in particular, as opposed to trying to destroy or condemn it. If you are a child and you are told you are wrong, then you believe yourself to be wrong. And the ego behaves in a very similar way if you try to condemn the voice of it or the way which it is trying to bring you protection and safety, then it will be confused as a way of delivering a more safe environment for you. It won't know what to do. And therefore, it will more often than not try to bunk you down even further. So, allow me to introduce Stevie. Welcome him to the podcast, to the family. Stevie, my brother, how are you? Good, how are you? Very good, thank you, very good. I've been looking forward to this. Me too. Where are you hailing from? Um, the East Coast in the UK, so an hour or so above London. Um, but yeah, UK family, UK time, UK weather. So it's, it's dark here now. Oh, is it evening? It is. It's he- hence the, the light's on, so we've brought the sunshine inside. Oh, very nice. And how are things going over there for you guys in the UK? It's a very interesting time. Um, as I look down to my right, trying to think of something positive to say. Oh. So <laughs> it's testing. It is very testing. And being a... Being somebody who lives freely, not dependent on another person's rules, only 
when it makes sense, do I follow rules? So I, I self-govern, as we all should be able to do, and as we all will do at a point in future with the, the world that we're creating, co-creating now. Mm-hmm. Um, as an example, I went to the park the other day, a couple of days ago. All the gyms are closed here. So I went to the park to use an area. There's uh, exercise equipment, which is all cornered off as well because of you know safety procedures. And there's a flat area. Um, which was open. So I went there to do some yoga, do some stretches and some sit-ups and jog around the park. It's being outside. It's more fun. Park ranger came over, told me the area was closed and I had to leave. And I said, well, I'm not using the equipment. I'm just stood here in this area. And he said, well, it's closed. I said, well, it's not closed. It's not cornered off. I'm just using this piece of area, this piece of land, which I'm perfectly capable of using. I'm not doing anybody any harm. And then he went on his egoic control trip to which my ego came out and was like, well, actually, I'm free and sovereign and you can tell me what to do, the name that I am, that I represent, but not the being behind it. And then I got into a political conversation with him and he didn't then quite know what to do other than to go, "Um, he's not leaving. Can I have some assistance and call for somebody else? And then I felt it was best to then carry on my day elsewhere. Um so that's a typical example of what's taking place at the moment in the UK. The the fear is becoming very, very paramount. And everywhere you go, nobody is open-armed and smiling. Everybody is cowering down and hiding. Wow. So for myself, it's interesting, to say the least. Mm. How are you, anyway? How How is everything with yourself? What's going on in your world? That's kind of shocking. I I didn't realize it was that intense over there as well. It sounds even worse than here in LA um, because people are outside in LA and doing things and, mm. you know, enjoying the beaches and all that. Uh, I'm loving it here. I mean, this is sort of a an interesting experience of LA, I'm sure. Like the traffic is not the same, which is nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm able to, you know, drive up to Silver Lake. I'm in Long Beach, but I'm able to drive up to Silver Lake a couple times a week to work out with a friend. And that's like impossible to do any other time other than now um, within a reasonable time. But it's, um, I'm just moving through, you know, I left New York for those types of reasons. I wasn't really resonating with all of the, the fear propaganda uh, New York was probably one of the worst over the summer in terms of, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, subsisting in this narrative that we're all about to die all the time. <laughs> so, um, it just didn't, it didn't align with me. So I left and I was out in the middle of nowhere a lot of the time and going up to bear country and out in the, to the nice. desert and loving it and, just being by myself, I remember I specifically made it a point to be out in the middle of nowhere on November 3rd. I didn't want to be near anyone's energy, and it was everything <laughs> I could have hoped to be. Why, no, why November 3rd is a particular date? Well, because of the election. I knew there was going to be a lot of heightened uh, tension, and I just didn't want to be near it. So I actually yeah. I slept out in the middle of the desert in Death Valley, and it was it was mm. beautiful just being completely in solitude so obviously in the uk it didn't have as much of an impact on me but thinking back to that period of time energetically it hasn't really changed since then 
there's been a very heavy, very un, undirected focus of attention. Everybody feels quite, quite fragmented almost, that we're focused on all these different things, but not really too sure about what direction to actually focus upon and put our energy into and travel towards. Right. And that just brought that back to mind. So thank you for that reminder because it's all about unity. So I'm trying to continuously unify not only myself but the aspects of self, but also the work I do is about bringing together humanity so that we can live in a world of true equality. Right. And I know that you're upon this same mission mm-hmm. and it's an understanding of it and bringing that humorous side that I've seen you do. And that, that is so refreshing, so refreshing because in the spiritual awakening journey, it can be quite heavy. It can be quite lonely. It can be quite dark at times. And you're bringing that light, that humor, that, childlike wonderment to the to the work that you do and that keeps it fresh and keeps it energetic so how how is it that you go about as a day-to-day practice for yourself because knowing it all starts with the self what sort of things could you share with the listeners to to assist them upon their journey forwards yeah it's so funny because it's a process right like i haven't always i felt as though i've been blooming in the last couple weeks even and in the, in the last couple of months just stepping into this uh inherent knowingness that i already have all that i need to offer to people that i you know we have a, a propensity to want to read books and gain lots of knowledge and become experts mm-hmm. in astrology and um you know, the human design and what else is there? I mean, there's a million things, but we want to know as much as possible so that we can somehow validate via the external, our worthiness in sharing our our message and our journey. And I, listen, I'm a student. I still learn. I have an astrology book right here. I just took a course. Uh, I've been reading books and listening to podcasts and watching YouTube videos since the beginning of, you know, my spiritual ascension process. And I'm now at the point where I'm realizing that it's all good and well to take in that information, but it doesn't have to be the measure, the rules, the rule stick or whatever, the, the, the measuring stick against our worth. And 100%. I'm just, uh, it's a little out of body because I am getting a lot of uh, really great feedback from so many amazing people, especially on these Instagram lives, which I'm happy to share this space with you right now because it's, it's, it's people that just everyone's connected. And if you share your authenticity, the fast track to connection is it's staggering how quickly people feel that synapse with you when you just share as much of yourself as you're willing to. And so I never used to share, you know, the goofy side of me. And I never used to come on alive and um, be in my pajamas and having just woken up and, hey, this is me, you know, I, I got to brush my teeth, but that's about it. I never used to want to show that side of myself because I would be so fixated on how it would be perceived by other people. And I just, I've shifted into thinking, no external validator is going to measure up to how I 
how I view myself. And so just showing the side of me, you know, I, I, I feel as though being here in LA, I'm tuning into my, my innate gifts, um, the inner offerings that I have for people, um, you know, just channeling different messages, um, isms to live by. And I've been doing quite a bit of meditating. And honestly, these conversations are healing too. Like I get as much, people are so thankful for me for having these conversations, but it's like, I get as much out of these as I can give. And that's, it's that reciprocal flow. It's that give and take. It's that having something to offer and being willing to receive as well. So um, these conversations are so healing for, um, I'd like to thank you as well, but I know I get so much out of it and then anyone listening does. And then also um, just having the space by myself where I can, you know, access my higher consciousness, feel into, um, you know, the collective energy of what's going on and try to try to pull apart the lessons that I see that my perspective tells me about the experience that we're all having together, because this is all shared. And, you know, staying fit with my body, I'm working out with a friend of mine who's a fantastic mentor. And um, yeah, just being being me and being all of me and embracing all of me and showing all of me has been extremely cathartic. And I would just, it's like I've been saying from the beginning of the spiritual process is like, I wish I could share this with everybody. I wish I could get everyone to feel as good as I feel because it's something that if I had tapped in Years ago, maybe I wouldn't have been able to appreciate the way I do now, but it's like there's no turning back. It's just a beautiful process and unveiling of myself to me. Hi, man. 100%. Manuela. 100%. Hello, everyone. Absolutely beautiful. Yes, hello, everybody that's joining us. Mm-hmm. Cali girl here. Let me know if you need any tips and check. Love it. See, everybody has their own... We all have the answers. You know, it's so funny too, because I go, off, I go off of synchronicity, right? And I just saw a video that you posted about, <laughs> about the matrix and getting out of the matrix and how we're, uh, I love the way you said that, we're both the avatar and the creator, which is mm. so funny because I, as, you, as I was watching this video, this preview video of a YouTube that you were posting, I had just posted a download or some sort of quote that came in for me because, you know, in the mornings I typically wake up and I have, you know, time with myself where I, I try, I try to pull apart a message and I, I put that message out into the universe for everyone to receive. And I, it was very similar to what yours was, was you know, <laughs> we're, we're the creator and the experiencer is what I said. And yes. then you were talking about that same, same concept. And I was like, Oh, that's sick. It, it's been a massively focal point of all my, my informational downloads recently. And again, I'd like to, to echo what you said in the fact that when we pass this information through us, we actually experience and embody it ourselves. Without teaching, without sharing, there is nothing because there's no experience to be had. So when the information flows through me and I, I share it, I learn from it. And that's, that's how I've exponentially increased my awareness and my connection to self is through sharing, through being in service, through giving myself up to, to a higher power. And then everything I do now is, is guided along that path, as it were, 
And with the holographic universe principle, let's say, within the game of life, within the matrix that we are co-creating as we play it, everything we experience, the most recent download I've received, basically is very heavily to do with the fabric of reality. And it is, we are co-creating the experience collectively. If you view a, a computer game now as having a, a main character and you believe yourself, that main character believes himself to be that character, we know we're playing the character, so we're not quite as attached to it. In this physical avatar, egoic self, we think we are the ego until we separate through meditation and return back to the cons cosmic consciousness of I as opposed to the ego. And we're co-creating the game simultaneous to playing it. So we are fated. We all have a fate. And that fate is infinite potential. So within a computer game, you can only walk certain parameters because you can't go outside of the game to construct. We create the construct as we play it. So every time we expand ourselves and our awareness, our consciousness, which in truth expands the universe itself because the universe is just consciousness housed or embodied or in physical representation. So you and me are co-creating this game together. We are players in each other's games as well as within our own. And it's an understanding that each player is playing their role perfectly. So whether Hugo gets upset by the park ranger coming over and confronting me and ruining my exercise activity, in fact, he's there to test me, to test how I respond, to see if I'm ready to pass on to the next level or if I have learnings to still gain within this one before passing on to the next until we finally reach the very end of the game. Then we start it all over again. So it is a beautiful game. It's a beautiful experience. And in a game, we play it simply because we can, for the enjoyment of it. Not, no, not so much to complete it and definitely not to complete it as quickly as we can. We enjoy it for the enrichment of the game, for the experience of it. And the same is true in life. If we just allow the experience to unfold before our eyes and enjoy it each and every moment, then to me, that is the most beautiful way to play that game. Mm. Hello, Krista. Yeah, oh, Krista, my girl Krista's in here. Yes, it is. It's a beautiful analogy. Um, inspire you to achieve says it's a beautiful analogy. That's a great reminder. I mean, we get so overly identified with the goings on, the intricacies. You know, we, we become our thoughts, feelings, and emotions. We start thinking, I am the fact that I am pissed. I am the fact that I am sad or triggered. And uh, building that space, I kind of, uh, I liken it to, I take like a tactile reference, right? So if I'm, if I have a trigger come up, like somebody, I remember I was in a board meeting with my, my building in New York and, uh, this person in the building sort of lashed out at me because of something. I think he mistook a joke of mine that I was making. And, and this was like, you know, had to defend his honor that he had a valid voice. And yeah, it was just, it was sort of one of those like, ah, I was kidding kind of situations. And uh, basically bitched me out in front of everybody. And there was this <laughs> thick air of, oh, okay, this is awkward in the room. Um, and I remember just uh, pausing and feeling the discomfort of, you know, humiliation and feeling like I'd just been called out or bitched out by somebody um, and not needing to do anything about it, not needing to 
retaliate or defend my honor. Um, so Eckhart Tolle refers to that as pain bodies and pain bodies are the precursor to egos pain body. I picture it as this fiery red ball within us and it's triggered in moments of needing to defend ourselves, our lives, our livelihoods and a pain body can come up from within us and be triggered by another person's pain body, which is, you know, the experiences and the thoughts, feelings, and emotions that are attached to it. And so this person's pain body was ignited by something that I had said. And mm -hmm. he and pain bodies feed off of one another. So the only thing a pain body needs to survive is another person's pain body. So his pain body lashed out and went after my pain body and was looking to feed off of my pain body. Now, if we become the conscious observer of the pain body and don't allow it to grow within us to become you know, a force that takes over us into egoic unconsciousness, we have the ability and the wherewithal to stifle that um, and, and control it and not let it control us. And so I remember just leaving the, the board meeting and going downstairs and feeling so pissed and uncomfortable. And like, I wanted to send a nasty email. Like how, like, what was I going to say to this person when I ran into him in the hallway? How was I going to like fuck this person up after what they said to me? <laughs> and, um, you know, I remember being by my bedside sitting there like, cause it was late. And I just was like, what do I do with this? I am so in my feels right now and I'm so uncomfortable and I have this, I have this inclination to want to do something about it. And I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but it's just this really uncomfortable feeling of powerlessness, feeling like you are just, what do I do? So I remember just feeling like I wanted to take this pain body, this fiery red orb glowing that was inside of me that just wanted to come out and feed off of another person's pain body. I took it out of my body and I held it, right? It was, it was in my hands. I needed both hands. That's how big it was. <laughs> and I just sort of let it be there. And I, I put it down on my nightstand and, and let go of it. And it just sort of existed there, you know, flaming red hot and, uh, wanting attention, wanting validation. And I just looked at it and I started looking at it from all these different views and saying, wow, you know, that's really interesting that this pain body is, is so ignited right now. And um, that separation of it from me gave me power because it didn't have to control me. It didn't have to take over and I didn't have to be it. So I started looking at it from all these different ways. And then all of a sudden I was the space around it. It was no longer something that I was. It was something that I had. And having something is very different than being something. So I, and trust me, it didn't go away for days. You know, I was, you know, in the shower, running over what I was going to say <laughs> to the person, having arguments with my bottles of shampoo. And my shampoo was like, yeah, you tell them. And, um, it, you know, but just being what? able to have that with, with that. Sorry, I was just I was externalizing. What a beautiful picture. 
Yeah, Sorry, yeah. Go on, carry on, bro. No, I mean that—that that was basically it. It's just—it's just about uh, being the conscious observer to the experience instead of letting it take over ourselves, and it dissolves. It really does. But to honor that and to look at it from different vantage points and hold enough space to allow it and let it be without judgment, without judging yourself. It, it just, it changes the game when an, a thought or a feeling or emotion or an inclination is something that you hold instead of something that you are. And how did you eventually let go of that pain, that pain body? Did it, you know, did it disperse? Did it reintegrate back into the self in completion, not in pain anymore? How was it that you went about healing that, that it, wound as it were? It's a process, you know, I, a, a lot of what I do is I share, I share my discomfort on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Whenever I have a trigger or uh, things, things that I'm feeling uncomfortable, I try to put a purpose to it. And I know that experience is education. And if I can just share my experience, then people can learn through what I'm going through mm -hmm. and uh, relate it back to their own interactions with their own people that trigger them. So just sharing that helped. Uh, it's funny because it's become this sort of talk therapy with myself. It, it was a podcast. <laughs> it's also a way for me to just get my feelings out and talk about it. And so that would you, was, would was that, you agree that your for myself, the, all the content I created earlier on was all part of my healing journey. So every time I would do healing work and I'd receive all the information, I'd be like, wow, amazing. Let me share it. it might help yep. somebody else. Totally. Like yeah. you were saying earlier, you know, sh sharing, is healing. Mm -hmm. And when we share, it's like with coaching, you know, I, I'm a transformative coach and I mm -hmm. work with, with clients on, you know, there's all the, the, you know, nutrition related stuff and, mm -hmm. and job and career and all that. But, you know, in, in the deeper level, those are manifestations. Those are byproducts of uh, an internal struggle that is happening on an emotional, spiritual, mental, metaphysical level. And so when we get to the root of that, I've, I learned that as I share knowledge, I am coaching myself at the same time. I am sharing uh, downloads as they come and, 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 and thought-provoking questions and leading questions and high mileage engagement with what their experience is. And then I learn as I'm coaching. So it's and for those, those people that are looking to to enrich their life in a mind, body, soul context, what's the best way to contact you to, to book a, book a session in with yourself? Oh yeah. Um, Instagram's a really good way. So it's at mm -hmm. Steve Y Gardner is my um, Instagram handle. I also mm -hmm. have an Instagram, uh, for the podcast. It's at you yourself and why. So at Steve Y Gardner at you yourself and why you can direct message me. Um, there's a link in my bio for my inner circle Patreon community, which is a members only podcast where we talk about, you know, some heavier shit, some more personal, intimate conversations. And uh, yeah, the one-on-one -on -one solo coaching sessions are available through that link in my bio as well. And I'll add all the links in the description on the podcast. I'll add all the links below. So anybody that is listening can just go over and actually click directly on the link, take you straight to the page. And yeah. your podcast is, is very similar minded to my, my own. Mine is about spiritual empowerment empowering other people or inspiring them to empower themselves so that we can create that world of true equality. And the way that you deliver information is so, so beautiful because it's easy to understand. And that's why it resonates with myself as well, because I am quite simple minded in a, 
in a logical sense, let's say, but common sense are very deep. And the level of information I get now is incredibly deep. And the way you were saying about pain bodies, I literally shared something yesterday back to synchronicity that is very similar. I view it as I view every time somebody acts out, they're acting out from an inner child point of view. My girlfriend is currently going through lots of healings and starting to create her own boundaries and, and worth in, in herself more so than the way she was mindlessly going about through previous programs of old. She said the other day that she was having a conversation with her mum. Her dad tried interrupting and she said to him, uh, I'm just talking at the minute. And she'd never said anything like that before. And he, then he said it was about putting her horse away. And he said, well, you put your own horse away then. And she was sharing it with me. And when somebody shares something with me now, I can separate from it to such a high vantage point that I can see energetically exactly where that program comes from, originates from, and why that they've responded in that way. So he was, he wanted to be part of a conversation. Everything's energy. This conversation is an energy lock. So we're locked in an energy exchange. If we have a conversation with somebody that's negative, we can become locked in that energy exchange where that part of us is continuously locked to it. If we cut that cord, energetic cords, as though somebody's hooked you with a fishing line and then they keep you on the reel and they come and poke you now and again if you're not quite angry enough to continue to feed that part of themselves which requires that negative energy to sustain itself. So we cut the cord and in truth, his inner child wanted to be part of a conversation that he didn't know how to enter. So he came in and broke up the conversation, broke up the energy exchange to try to be part of it. That's all he wanted. Then when he was closed down for it, he then got into a defense mode and was like, well, fuck you then, do it with yourself. I'm going to go over here and protect myself. So there's a way of responding. And I said to her, if you would have said, one minute, Dad, I'm just, just let me finish what I'm saying to Mum, he would have been open to receive that and allowed for that to take place, still wanting to be part of the conversation instead of being shut down. So any time somebody acts out of a place of insecurity or hostility, it's their inner child which feels threatened. Their ego then comes into play to protect that aspect of self, the inner child, the, the defenseless part, in whatever way, shape or form that it had learned to do so in the past. So I used to be very angry, very, very angry. Um, and the, the fire, the flame principle, it, it was not only just part of me, it, it filled me. And I got to be 18 stone of like muscle and rage. And everywhere I went, there was, there was hostility and anger because that's what I was looking for, because that's what was within me. And then through this journey, I've now melted away all of that. And what I do myself when I have something negative is I breathe it in, knowing everything's energy, knowing that when we return to the ocean of existence, we realize that we're part of the ocean. In fact, the mighty ocean itself, bringing in the droplet of water imagery. And a piece of ice may appear completely separate to water. It may feel that part of you is not part of you. There is something negative and it's something bad and it's something you want to get away from. If there's part of you which gets angry or frustrated or victim feels victimized You're like no that's not me i've got to ignore that because i'm focusing on this in truth what we deny will persist and the way i was showing it just last night is that if you've got a desk and on your desk somebody comes along and gives you a piece of paper a piece of negative information let's say or 
part of you brings up this negative story of old. So you become feeling victimized and you're like, no, I'm going to ignore it. If we ignore it for too long, the piles of paper build up to such a height that we can't see anything else. If we take it, accept that it's there. So when that part of you feels angry or feels frustrated, separate from it, view it, and then accept it and love it. Because love is the answer to every single question. No matter what the question is, love is the answer. So you return to love. So what I do when something negative comes into me, I breathe it in, that dark, heavy feeling that's like, oh, I need to run away. Fuck, this is bad. Let me get away. Ah. I breathe it. Breathe it right into my very heart center because my heart will transcend anything dark back into light. It will feel incredibly painful and it may take five minutes or even more. But past about a minute, it will become less and less heavy. And then we can melt that ice back into water and absorb it back into the system. No longer feeling separate to it. No longer feeling it's something cold or negative or something to push away. So somebody gives you a sheet of paper. Don't deny it. Take it. Screw it up. Throw it in the recycling bin and allow for the universe to transcend it into something new. Otherwise, it's just going to collect up and you're not going to be able to see anything through all of that that's going on in here. The difference between being mindful and aware and having a mind that's full and you don't know what, what's going mm-hmm. on. I like that, yeah. Mindful versus a mind that's full. And I love yeah, the way you said uh, returning to love and that love is mm-hmm. always um, always the way through. Mm-hmm. You know, that's always. what I did with this, uh, this individual that was um, hardcore triggering me was we're all our inner child functioning in the world as you know adults we're all just yeah. grown up we're all just grown up children we're just we're really pretending children. yeah um and you know we only know the experiences that we've had and we are mm-hmm. literally repeating patterns of trauma and reacting anticipating pain that we went through as children and so that is so helpful in you know, dealing with people that trigger you. So for anyone listening, if you guys have someone in your life that triggers the fuck out of you and, you know, makes you feel really, really uncomfortable and it's it's hard to navigate and you're in the cyclical pattern, I just really try to observe them as the child version of themselves because what we all are is just children looking to find our way back home. And so there's a, a, a compassion that we all hold for children, right? You see a little three-year-old kid in the playground, you're not going to be like, that motherfucker just <laughs> threw sand at me and I'm so like dropkick that asshole. You know, if you, if you look at it as like everyone is literally just a child and looking for love, looking for the validation, looking for the worthiness which they cannot hold within themselves, it changes the game. And if somebody grown up is in your face, pissing you off, saying shit to you, writing nasty emails, sending you nasty Facebook messages because of your political views, we're all crying Mm -hmm. out. That's what it is. It's a cry out. Yes. Love and affection that they cannot create within themselves. And so when you look at it that way and you can hold that compassion, that love for other people, you become what exactly they are are looking for, what they need in that moment, which is love, empathy, and seeing them, 
because people yes. are unseen. We tell ourselves the same narratives over and over again, that we're not worthy, that we're not lovable, that we're never going to be good enough. And they manifest in these, these actions of perfectionism, uh, wanting to defend our honor when it's not in jeopardy, um, attacking other people. It's, it's just uh, when we become, like, like you said, the conscious observer and, and knowing that, um, that these don't have to be us, that these feelings and these thoughts don't have to be anything that we identify with. It's a game changer. Be it part of the game still, but not part of the game that we necessarily need to experience. So going back to the reality, the construct of reality, everything you experience is, or every thought that you have, every potential is reality. It exists. So I am very focused at the moment on myself because at the moment with the global situation if i focus outside myself too much and project myself to a future where everybody's vaccinated and 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 in, incarcerated principally controlled and governed through fear then i am actually feeding into that and part part of myself is growing it i'm putting my energy into that and i'm making it become part of reality if i deny it no that's not real i'm going to go over here then again i'm denying it and that sheet of paper is on my table and it will persist because what you deny persists. So instead, I accept that there is a future where everybody is vaccinated. We're all implicated with various control structures. We've all got chips in our arms and et cetera, et cetera. That is part of reality. That exists. And it exists now because now is the only time it does exist. But it doesn't have to be the reality that we experience. It exists, and, and there will be an alternative version of myself that experiences that. But not this one. Because this one, I'm mindfully choosing what it experiences and the game that I co-create and play alongside you and alongside all the other awakened souls that are mindfully creating the game as opposed to creating it by unmindfully feeding into a system of repression and control governed through fear by those above. Mm. It's all a potential and accepting that it's a potential, accepting that the good, bad and the ugly in somebody else all resides in you. Again, you can say, okay, I have the potential to do that as well. They're coming from a place of unknowing, of unmindfulness, and it's not their fault. Mm. Mm -hmm. And as you say about... Yeah, as you said about the, the child, not feeling that they can create that safety and that love themselves. Do you feel that that's something which was developed as a program as a child or that we're always born with that feeling? No, I believe it's programmed. I believe that, and that's why we go back to the child, because the, the, the child is purity and innocence and love and and grace and curiosity and wonder and exploration and, and infiniteness. That's the, the child consciousness. Perfect. And, um, you know, from the moment we're born, right, we, we get ripped out of the womb and we're separated because mm -hmm. prior to that, everything that we had and everything that we experienced is, is infinite. We were just floating in this cocoon with all of our needs being met instantaneously through the umbilical cord and, there was not a care of the world. I mean, that was, that's like Christed consciousness right there. And then we get squeezed out of a little tiny hole and our heads get all like <laughs> dented from it. 
and then it's freezing cold, and then the doctor slaps you on the ass, and then you get severed. Mm -hmm. Fuck, it's traumatic. Yeah. It's so traumatic. And so from there on out, we live in this box where our genders are defined for us before we're even born, and we're given blue or we're given pink, and we're told that we can't go to the bathroom unless we have a hall pass, and that we need to sit down and be quiet and listen to all of the teachings on the chalkboard. Well, not a mm -hmm. chalkboard now, but you know what I mean. And it's just, it, it, it confines you, and you slowly slip away from that divine state of, of higher awareness and curiosity and the beauty of life. And it's, uh, it's like layers. I had an interview the other day with um, a friend of mine, Country Clairvoyant. He, he's, uh, he runs a meme account called The Country Clairvoyant. And he was talking about picture like nice. you're wearing like outfits upon outfits upon outfits and jackets and, and sweaters and you put all that on. And then it's like, where even are you in that whole bundle of mess? Mm, it's all programming. Beautiful. Yeah, it's all programming. And we then we walk around and there's very little of this big lump of us that's actually us. So how do we shed that away? You know, um, I, I saw a quote about, I'll probably butcher it because it was a long one, but it's all about how finding yourself isn't like, reaching into your pocket and I found $10 and yay, I, this wasn't here and now it is. No, finding yourself is an unlearning. It's not a learning, it's an unlearning. It's a stripping away of all of these, you know, programs that are put upon us and getting back to the root of who you are before the world got its hands on you. And that just, it, it's all the powers within us. And I'm, you know, I'm learning that. And going back to your initial question of like, how do you, you show up in the way that you do with, with, you know, the, probably you're talking about the reels and the quotes and all that. It's because I know that I have it in me now. I, I get that. I don't need to go and, and read a ton of books and follow a bunch of spiritual teachers and learn a bunch of spiritual modalities in order to prove that I'm, I'm worthy of having a voice in this space and a seat at this table. It's all about knowing that we have it in us. It's inherent in us. We don't need anything else. Of course, learning lots is, is very nice cognitively. You know, you soak up the knowledge, especially now that we're gifted with the availability of it all. But mm -hmm. to know that inherently, as, as a child of God, you are worthwhile and you have a voice and you have something to share and you have something to receive. It's like a crazy amount of empowerment. It probably is scary to a lot of people because there goes all of my excuses for why I can't be the greatness yes. that I am. But it's also extremely liberating. And so that's what I'm experiencing right now. And to bring back that, that imagery of the $10 bill that you find in your back pocket, if each of us is a $10 bill, it doesn't matter if we're freshly pressed and you know, straight and ripple free, or if we've been screwed up in a board and thrown on the floor 20,000 times, we're still worth exactly the same amount. Yep. The potential within each and every one of you is the same as within each and every one of us. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I do what I do is because of the changes I've made in myself that I can then deliver to other people. And in the work I do with, with, with clients in my sessions, we don't heal. I never heal and I never take away. I 
expand upon what's already there and we remember we discover we unlock parts of the self that are hidden in the darkness and integrate them back in so the way i was showing it is to be enlightened is to exist in a state of acceptance of all that is was or ever shall be within the light so if somebody is negative if something is bad i accept it and i stay in the light that's enlightenment to exist in the light first we have to venture through the darkness which is the the dark night of the soul, the awakening that many of us go upon. And in the darkness, search around, crawling about, banging our head on the ceiling on occasion, knocking ourselves out, becoming <laughs> lost and confused, and then finding parts of ourselves that are lost and fragmented in the dark. So every time there's something traumatic happens, subconscious mind takes it and hides it in the dark because outside our mind. It's protecting the body. It's protecting the, the aspect of self, the avatar, by not having to re-experience that event again. But also within that box is all the information required to actually learn from the event and free yourself from it, as well as part of yourself. So if you were made up of 100 parts, every time you take a part and hide it, you're then missing a part. And then we go about trying to gain that part from outside of us. Oh, hello. Yes, you complete me. Oh, hello, new car. Hello, nice house. Hello, attractive person. Come and complete me. Fill me up. But in truth, it's the self which completes itself. Nothing else. And again, it's love. So when we love ourselves unconditionally for who we are, we no longer need validation from outside. And that is, from what you've been saying, similar to, to the way I went about it. I don't, my worth isn't dependent on anybody else. I felt it was as a child because if I'm told I'm good or bad, it makes me feel a certain way egoically, and then I'll try to be more liked or disliked. And we are, we're all seeking that same thing, to be understood, appreciated, respected, desired, admired, but are fundamentally loved. It's love. We all want to feel loved, because in love, we are connected back to our true aspect of self, back to source, back to the infinite self. And as well, when we're loved, we feel safe. Because that bubble of love, of light, transcends any darkness that is outside it. So that warm embrace from a parent where you feel unconditionally loved, there's nothing quite like it. But you just melt into that other person and you become one. And like you say, the connection to the mother is heavenly when we're in the womb. And it's almost a transitional period between being in heaven with everybody, coming into a womb where we're still connected in that warm feeling, and then being birthed through the stargate, if you like, from mm -hmm. that alternative realm into this realm, through the divine, divine mother, through the divine goddess that brings life into this realm, births it through the, through the portal that she is. And then we go, whoa, where the fuck's this? What's going on? Like you say, I've just been slapped on the ass. I'm cold. I'm hungry. There's this weird noise. There's these weird lights. And then it's a continual learning to adapt into this life the way that it's governed and put upon us now and with homeschooling at the moment i'm seeing the way that education is more so than i did prior because i'm getting all the information to then teach my children and it just is so constrictive there's no freedom of expression there's no freedom of movement of growth do this 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 and this well what about this thing over here that i really like no don't do that Whereas the way that the future education of children will be is find what somebody is passionate about and grow off of that. 
use somebody's passion as the trunk of the tree and then grow the branches accordingly. Don't have one generic tree that we try to make everyone grow into. We're not all pine trees stood in a straight line growing identically. We're all individual. And it's the individuality in each of us that is the beauty within each of us and the beauty within the collective. Because if we're all the same, what would be the point? There'd be nothing to experience. You know, it's so funny is like when you, when you, when you wake up to all this, you were talking earlier about how like cars and relationships and, you know, houses, people seek those like the external world for the validation that they are unable to create within. It's like you can't even exist in this world anymore because everything is propaganda in your eyes. You know, you watch a movie and you're like, I am literally being brainwashed. And, you know, you go out to the mall and you're like, I don't need any of this fucking shit. Why are they trying to get me to buy it? You know, houses. And then you talk about education systems. It's like everything is broken. It's like... It really is. How do we even fix it now, you know? (laughs) We don't fix it. We start Mm -hmm. again. We start again from the ground up. We are together laying foundations to build a world of true equality, the world of tomorrow upon today. Brother, me, you, everybody listening to this now, thank each and every one of you from the bottom of my heart Mm -hmm. and with all of my soul, all of my entire being for everything you do. Because it's the education of the future generation that will allow them to continue that effort forwards and and enter into the world of tomorrow the world of unity of awareness of one another and compassion for each other we can't change it and i've looked at it over and over again because i'm here i'm i'm a freedom fighter but i do it in love with love i was previously as i say controlled by anger and very hostile and quite happily goes down on the front line in rural that's not the way. Love's always the answer. It doesn't matter what the question, again, love is the answer. So how do we go about changing the structures, changing the system? We love on the people that try to control us and repress us because the people at the top of the pyramid are actually more fearful of losing what they have than we are. They're so scared of the awakening process, knowing that everything is energy. If we focus our conscious energy on anything, collectively, we grow it. So we have all given money a power because we have all decided that it is powerful, that it holds a certain energetic frequency. So then we go about trying to receive it or to gain it. If there is somebody at the top of the system, they will always make it known that they're at the top of the system. And specifically within an area of conspiracy theories, because people who are more awake and aware are more subjected to finding truth. So if you, put it right in their face, it frustrates them, lowers their uplifting, happy, joyful, loving energy into repressive, controlled, negative energy, and you feed right into the system. You become part of the system which you wish to actually over, overthrow or topple. So there's no changing it. There's only a restart, a refresh, and that's what's happening at the moment. It's the refresh. Everything's stopped. Chelsea says, when you ain't got nothing, you ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> Yeah, I think it does start from within, you know, everything that we want the outside world to be, when we embody it, we create that. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's going back to that be the change quote, but you know, you see so many people that are in, in the, uh, in the vein of love and tolerance, there's a whole lot of judgment and hate. (laughs) 
<laughs> and so it's a contradiction right in there. So, yeah, being the light, showing your light, just glowing and radiating and, and sharing that from within, not by force, not to prove a point, not to, mm -hmm. you know, have a, a, a higher spiritual stance, but just. It, and it, it, it creates itself, too. I find that the more love that we embody, the more love is generated from within that action. And so uh, experiencing that love and, and being in the place of gratitude builds faith. I always say that uh, gratitude is faith fully realized. And when we nice. embody all of these consciousnesses, we emanate them out into the universe for others to, to soak it up. So I totally agree that it, it, there is no changing. Uh, I think, you know, we, I toggle back and forth. I go 5D, 4D, 3D, 4D, 5D, 4D. And then, you know, it's part of that human experience, that multidimensionality, and it's, mm -hmm. it makes it fun. I've learned to not judge it so much. I think we also Very have true. a tendency to, to be like, oh, man, I'm being really 3D right now because I'm pissed because this park ranger is telling me to go scratch and I really want to give him the <laughs> finger. You know, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah, 100%. We're, yeah. There is, there is no 3D, 5D, or any other realm of existence. It's just a label that the, the conscious awareness is attached to it again. And if you do, if you label yourself as being negative and 3D and then you hate on yourself, Whereas if you just say it's another experience, it's another part of the game. It's another little side bit that the avatar character has, has played and experienced, and it's all part of it. And actually, I appreciate that. And I appreciate that park ranger. Yes, the people that trigger us are the teachers. So, yes. you know, in astrology, we're learning that, or I'm learning that, there's a planetary aspect, right? So that's, that's really what astrology is. People have this obsession with uh, sun signs. Uh, sun sign is like one finger of your whole being. You know, mm -hmm. that's your sun sign. And uh, it's important. It is the identity that you are in the beginning and that you will be at the end of this life journey. Um, but there's so much more. And the planetary aspects, the angles between the different consciousnesses that the planets represent and the placements that they're in are the actual that's the secret sauce of your personality archetypes and so those there there's angles that represent ease and flow and things that are going to not require a lot of effort in your life and then there's angles that are going to be karmic teachers lessons challenges struggles and we have a tendency to get our birth charts read and say oh darn it like my mars is in Aquarius and that's really not a great angle with my son in Neptune. And it's, you know, or my, my son in, um, in Pisces, not Neptune, but it's, it's, it's this, um, this idea that things are, are bad or good, are virtuous or are negative. And when, as I was learning, I was, uh, taking it all in and it's that, the challenges, right? Those hard aspects um, where the planets create struggle and strife and challenge, those are the ingredients to life. When have we ever learned anything when things were easy? Never. It's the struggle. It's the strife. 
it's the hardships that create the most valuable lessons. Yes, brother. Yes. It's the pressures of life which you turn the carbon-based beings that you all are into the crystal diamond beings that you are becoming, that you are right now. And without friction, think about this. Actually stop and really embody this truth. Without friction, there is no existence. Because it's the friction between two objects which creates the spark of energy which we perceive to be reality. Without friction, there is no existence. And it's only when we start to become attached to it as a good or bad experience within the mind that we then get caught up within it. If we don't mind, it doesn't matter. And in truth, without the mind, there is no matter because there's nothing to experience the energy in friction and create existence through it. Without the mind, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. I love that. So it doesn't matter. I love that. It's what we attach the mind to, which we then decide to be good or bad, that then dictates it as such. 3D, 5D, good, bad, left, right, up, down, in, out. It's all just the same thing. There is no good or bad. It's just the experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the people that are triggering us and making us feel certain uncomfortable ways, those are arrows to where you're yes. not healed and where there's yes. still more work to do. So you thank yes. them. you thank the people because yes. they're the ones that are showing you the way into your wounds. Yes. And when they do come up, ask yourself, where is it I feel this in my body? And then ask yourself, where does this come from? Please show me. And go back to whatever time it was, in whatever lifetime it was, re-experience it and take the positive learnings from it. And then you can let it go, move past it, reintegrate it back in. Embrace that inner child, hug him back into you. Mm -hmm. Love on that little little girl and tell her she's safe and that you understand her and you're proud of what she's done to bring you to where you are today mm. self-love all the way yeah i heard a really powerful one a powerful statement you can say to your inner child is thank you for surviving because we are all survivors and we're all thriving yeah. and that child just wants to be seen and if you can mm -hmm. pick that little child up and swing them around and hold them and play with them and just tell them, thank you for surviving. It's a, it, the, the love burst is like, it's overwhelming and it's beautiful and it's healing and it can never be enough to, you can do it as many times as needed over and over again. It's beautiful. 100%. Amazing. <laughs> Stevie, thank you. Truly. Thank you. thank you for today. It's been absolutely amazing. I've loved this conversation. Anybody listening, make sure that you follow Stevie. I'll link everything in. I'll, I'll upload a story in a minute, actually, with my astral chart, so anybody can have a look at it. Mm. And I'd love to, to know all about all of yours. And then the podcast episode will be up, I think it's in a couple of weeks' time, but I'll, again, I'll, I'll let you know and attach all the information to it. Thank you all, Stevie. Thank you. Thank you. Brother. Thank you so thank much. You, thank you. Thank you. I love this. <laughs> Truly. And yeah, let's do something like this again soon. I'd love to come it's... on your show and, and, and return the, yeah. return the, the conversation, the energy exchange of it. Yeah. Was. I loved your wisdom. It was, it was very healing. Thank you, brother. Likewise. <laughs> All my love. All my love to each and every one of you. And thank you guys. Time, we love you. <laughs> stay mindful and keep <laughs> on surfing. Love it. We'll talk soon. Peace out, brother. Okay. Bye bye.